and welcome to the Wedding and Beyond podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about wedding and event insurance. The COVID-19 pandemic brought weddings and events to a screeching halt, just like it did with everything else in the world. Couples and their planners had to quickly figure out what to do. In this situation, there was no plan B, C, or D because no one ever imagined something like this happening. There were tough questions to answer. Should we postpone? Should we cancel? Should we have an intimate ceremony now and a bigger party later in the year or next year? Let's be honest. Before this pandemic, many couples did not see the need for wedding insurance. But those who did and had purchased insurance were in a better situation if they had to change their wedding date or alter their plans. COVID-19 has highlighted the importance of wedding and event insurance, and I believe it will no longer be considered an unnecessary expense. So today we are speaking with David Burke, who is the founder and CEO of eWed Insurance, which he founded in 2018. He has over 20 years experience at the forefront of the wedding and event industry and understands and appreciates the importance of having insurance coverage for one of the most important days of anyone's lives. In the early 1990s, David joined premier wedding brand Colin Cowie Lifestyles as managing partner and general counsel. He worked with Colin for over 25 years, helping to grow the company into a multi-million dollar business. With eWed Insurance, he has designed programs and coverage that take into consideration all the modern needs of weddings and events for today's generation. Welcome, David. Thank you for joining us today. Good, Sophia. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on the show. And, you know, I wanted to just offer my condolences to everyone who's lost a loved one from COVID and my prayers for everyone who's suffering from COVID in any way. And, you know, hopefully in the near future, we'll see a return to normalcy. Yes, we're all praying for that. We definitely are. Thank you, David. Um, well, I'm just going to go right into a lot of the, to some of the questions that I have for you this morning, because as you and I were talking off camera, you know, this pandemic has definitely changed the way um, event planners, wedding planners do business. Um, and and would those would the weddings and events look like moving forward for at least the foreseeable future? Um, right. And what's even more important, though, what this pandemic has brought to light is the need for wedding and event insurance. Right. Um, a lot of times people look at it as an unnecessary expense, but it really is necessary. And I think this pandemic has shed light on that. So would you please explain to us what is wedding and event insurance? Certainly ha happy to. So wedding insurance is not like any other, it's very much like any other insurance. It, it's you buy insurance to cover yourself against an unknown, unforeseen event in the future that causes you harm or injury or to lose money. Mm -hmm. There's two types of wedding insurance, liability and cancellation. Liability insurance is typically required by the venue, and that covers you against any injury or damage that you cause to the venue or any of your guests cause to the venue. And it also can cover you if someone leaves the wedding drunk and they get into a car accident, it can provide you know, legal coverage for legal fees to defend you in a lawsuit. 
Okay. So that's liability insurance. Okay. Cancellation insurance is if you have to cancel or postpone the wedding and you lose money, you lose deposits to your venue, your florist, your caterer, your photographer, your band, your DJ, it could reimburse you for those lost deposits under certain, certain situations. Okay. As a wedding planner, I find that venues often require the liability insurance, but because of that, sometimes it's hard to convince couples to purchase the, um, the cancellation insurance. Do you suggest or recommend that they have both? Well, uh, the answer to that's an easy yes. I'm in the business. I, know. <laughs> I, I would not have gotten into this business if I didn't believe in the product that we were selling. Right. So liability insurance, yes. Most couples buy it because the venue's requiring it. It's $119 with eWed. It's an easy buy. It takes three minutes online to buy it with the application. Cancellation insurance has always been optional. And we've seen a huge uptick in the number of people buying cancellation insurance because they realized all of the potential things that can go wrong. Although yeah. COVID is no longer covered. If you bought last year and you would have COVID coverage for this year because it was an unknown an unknown event last right, year. Right. This year, every insurance company in the world that I'm aware of has excluded COVID from coverage. But more and more couples now say, okay, even though COVID's excluded, you, there's other things that can cause uh, illness or an injury or severe weather, a vendor bankruptcy, a fire or flood in your venue or caterer's kitchen, which all can cause a potential loss. Okay. So if COVID is not covered, is there any type of protection that a, a, just say someone just got, recently got engaged and mm -hmm. they're looking to um, buy insurance for their wedding, whether it's this year or next year, but co we know COVID is not covered. So right. is there any other type of protection that they can look to relating to COVID? There's or, not from an insurance product. No, you know, okay. COVID is excluded under what they call a known condition. Okay. You, insurance basically says when you buy it, if there's a condition that you're aware of, that's likely to cause a loss, it's excluded from coverage. Mm -hmm. But what I, as a former wedding planner, what I would suggest to all of my couples is have the discussion with your venue, have the discussion with your vendors. What if COVID causes us to postpone the wedding? What if COVID causes us to, Weddings usually don't get canceled. They get postponed. Usually. What, yes. And then you have to ask, what happens to my deposit? Mm -hmm. If we have to move the wedding from September of this year to September of next year, will my deposit transfer forward? And then I'm also, you know, advising uh, people that call me. Even It's not on an insurance-related basis, but if you can negotiate a slower deposit schedule with your vendors. Oh. You know, a, a caterer doesn't need... 100% or 50% or 90% of the money six months prior to the wedding. Exactly. They're not hiring the staff. They're not buying the food. Right. Obviously, from a vendor's perspective, they like getting the money because that's what keeps your business going. And I yes. can't argue against that. But, you know, try to negotiate a delayed deposit schedule with your vendors where the bulk of the deposits are paid closer to the actual wedding date. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. Um, Let's, let's talk right now about force majeure and what does that mean and how does that um, relate to we wedding insurance? You know, it's funny you ask that. Uh, 
pre-COVID, I don't. I think ninety percent of the brides out there would not even know what force majeure meant. <laughs> now, one hundred percent know exactly what force majeure means. Force majeure. It's the small print in a contract that no one read up until now, and it basically says that if something happens that's beyond the control of either party, then they're excused from performing under the contract or their obligation to perform under the contract is delayed. Mm -hmm. What most force majeure clauses don't say in contracts is, okay, there's a force majeure, there's a forest fire, there's a earthquake, there's a snowstorm, there's a uh, government order to shut down like we have now. Mm -hmm. What happens to the deposit? Everyone understands that, okay, force majeure means you're not going to have your wedding on April 3rd. Right. But it begs the question with the venue and the vendors, okay, what happens next? Got it. Who's re- is the vendor responsible for returning the deposit? Right. And I see that being negotiated both ways. You know, you have couples that say, give us back the deposit and you have vendors that saying, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I was ready, willing and able to perform for your wedding. I mm-hmm. should be entitled to keep the deposit. To keep the deposit. And my advice there is have that discussion with your vendors in advance. So everyone's on the same page. Yeah. I've seen different um, event planners handle it differently. And, you know, I guess there's no right way for anybody. It just depends on the circumstance and the people involved when it comes to right. deposits. And you can see, yeah. Exactly. You might find two photographers that are relatively equal in price and the quality of their service. And one of them says, under force majeure, I keep your deposit. And another one says, under force majeure, I return your deposit. You know which one the bride's going to pick. Right. Of course. Of course, definitely. <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, as, as a planner, it's kind of hard because you understand your couples, um, you understand their point of view as well, and you're there to support them, but you also understand other vendors as well, you know, where they're coming from. So trying to be a mediator, so to speak, in those situations sometimes when you have a client that really, really wants their deposit back and trying to find the best right. way possible to remedy that situation. Um right. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> correct. It, it, it's not easy. And it's interesting. I had an idea and I have not put it into action and I haven't seen anyone else come up with it. But, you know, in real estate transactions, uh, quite often there's an escrow, a third yes. party that holds the deposits. Yes. Maybe something like that becomes more prevalent in the wedding industry, especially as a way to protect against potential vendor bankruptcies where deposits are held in an escrow. The mm. vendor knows the money is there and the bride and groom are going to go through with it. And the bride right. and groom know that, hey, if this vendor goes out of business, this I'm not waiting in line in, at bankruptcy court to get my money back. Just to piggyback off of that, can you tell us a little bit about why you saw the need to start um, eWed Insurance? Okay, so I had an event planning, uh, wedding planning company for a number of years. We did ultra high-end weddings, mm-hmm. uh, you know, million dollar plus weddings. Mm-hmm. And I got introduced to the idea of event insurance through someone I know. They'd come to my company and talk to me about the idea. And I thought it was brilliant. And it basically came about that, you know, if you're writing a million dollar check for a wedding and something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, chances are you can write another million dollar check. (laughs) But you know what? If you saved your whole life for your daughter's wedding for a $30,000 wedding, which is the typical wedding, you don't have another $30,000. Usually. And then I looked around and I saw that there was a couple of companies doing wedding insurance. They were doing not a very good job. They were overpriced. 
their coverage was from the perspective of an insurance company and not from the perspective of what do bride and grooms really need covered. And then I looked at the pricing on it and the pricing for, you know, eWed is about 1% of the cost of the wedding. Okay. And that just made perfect sense. You wouldn't buy a car and not insure it. You wouldn't buy a home and not insure it. Right. Why would you go spend $30,000 on a wedding and not insure it? I'm not insure it. If you have a $30,000 wedding budget and you take 1% of that to buy insurance, Mm -hmm. your wedding budget is now $29,700. Wow. Not a big change. Not not big, not a big difference. But is that 1% liability or is that cancellation or both? It's both together. It's both. That's amazing. Yeah, it's that's, that's, yeah, yeah, it's you know for uh, less than the cost of you know having one guest at your wedding. Right, and you know you put it in perspective with that um, example you gave with the one percent. You know, having twenty nine thousand dollars left towards your wedding. Twenty nine thousand seven hundred. Twenty nine thousand seven hundred left <laughs> instead of thirty thousand. <laughs> that that's not going to put a dent in what you no. spend or what you get to buy for your exactly. wedding. Exactly, that's one, f- possibly one floral arrangement. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so when do you suggest is the correct or appropriate time to purchase the insurance? That's a good question, and, and it's one I get asked, asked all the time. And from a liability perspective, you can buy that anywhere up to the day before the wedding. Oh. Most couples buy it as soon as they sign the contract with mm-hmm. the venue because mm-hmm. it's an easy thing to check off your list and be done with it. Right. Cancellation insurance, most people buy as soon as they start to put deposits down, because as soon as you put a deposit down with a vendor or a venue, that money's at risk. If that venue or vendor goes out of business or something, or there's a fire, mm-hmm. you could lose that deposit. You can lose right. deposits well before the wedding starts. So most people buy it as soon as they start to put deposits down. And generally people buy cancellation insurance. That's roughly equal to their overall budget for the wedding. What should someone could consider when purchasing or selecting a company for the insurance? Well, like any insurance company, the first thing you want to do is make sure that the insurance company that is underwriting the policy is financially stable. We are underwritten by Tokyo Marine HCC. The company's been around over 200 years it's got a cap of $33 billion and an AMBES rating of A++, which is the highest you can get. Okay. So you, you, you don't want to buy insurance from a company that's not going to be around to pay on a claim if something goes wrong. Does your company provide insurance throughout the United States and only the United States? Or Yeah. The, right now, EWED, uh, we provide insurance throughout the United States, plus you know its uh, territories like Puerto Rico and Guam and things yes. like that. Uh, We only provide wedding insurance, and the reason for that is we are able to offer the best price and the most comprehensive coverage by staying very focused. As soon as you get into birthdays and quinceaneras and anniversaries, then your risk of loss changes, and you have to adjust that in your prices. So we made a conscious decision to start just with wedding insurance and offer the most comprehensive insurance available at the best possible price. Okay. So do you, um, even though you don't provide it, would you provide, um, suggest, sorry, would you suggest insurance for other types of events? I, you know what, I, w- I would. Uh, okay. I've never been uh, someone who has been, I have to insure everything in my life, right. but I've also, I've never been someone who shied away from insurance where it's smart. 
you know, and I look at it as when you're writing a check for a birthday, a bar or bat mitzvah, quinceanera, mm-hmm. anniversary, can you afford to lose that money? Right. If that losing that money would cause a hardship on you, then it's worth looking at it for insurance. And, you know, God forbid, you know, the mother of the bride, the father of the bride, someone uh, in the immediate family gets into a car accident a day or two days before the wedding. They're not seriously hurt, but they have a broken leg. You want to postpone the wedding. You're going to lose 100% of your deposits to all of your vendors in that situation. And like, like I said, for for 1% of the cost of your wedding budget, you can have complete peace of mind. I think a lot of times people don't think about the possibility of something like like that happening. You know, they think about bigger picture or I wouldn't say bigger picture, but the more pressing things that's related to the wedding itself. Not that something could happen to a loved one, um, an accident can happen that would allow, excuse me, would require them to postpone, you know? So um, I think the examples you're giving right now puts a lot of things into perspective as well um, for, for couples. Um, that being said, a lot of people are still thinking destination weddings. Correct. Is it harder to plan or get coverage for destination weddings that are not done within the U.S.? You know, it is. Uh, most insurance policies are governed by a state-by-state basis. Mm-hmm. Cancellation insurance and liability insurance when you're getting married in the Bahamas or in Italy or in mm-hmm. France or in Colombia or wherever you might be going, right. you're now subject to the laws of those co- countries or jurisdictions. And the insurance companies, it, it's too complicated to do it for the amount of money they charge. For $119 for liability insurance, a insurance company doesn't want to deal with a slip and fall for that happens at a hotel in the Bahamas. I see. I see. Okay. So well, it, I get a lot of calls from people looking for international insurance coverage. I don't know anyone that covers it at any reasonable rate. What about couples that are coming here from, say, the Bahamas or wherever to have a wedding? S- same thing. Our, our insurance is limited to uh, residents of the U.S. We have a lot, and we've had to exclude Canadian residents getting married in the United States, which has been hard because there's a fair number of Canadians that come down. For some reason, they love Palm Springs for weddings. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't know why we have spot. some venues. It's a hot spot. <laughs> it's a nice spot during the winter. Yes. Uh, but once again, because the insurance is so economically priced, the insurance companies they look at it and they say, "We really only want to cover a narrow class," mm-hmm. but U.S. weddings by U.S. citizens, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the hard numbers on it, but I would say it's 80 to 85% of the weddings that take place. Yeah. So the insurance company says, look, we're not going to deal with the 10 or 15% that don't fall within that circle. Have you seen an increase in insurance purchase Huge. since, since <laughs> March or February, whenever this started? It seems like forever now, but. Right. We've seen a big uptick in cancellation insurance. Uh, okay. Also a nice you know, increase in liability insurance, mm-hmm. but insurance is on people's minds. It's no yes. longer uh, in the background. It's no longer something that people don't consider. Whether they buy it or not, they're, they're thinking about it. It's just like your question about force majeure. Right. People now pay attention to things like that. And yeah, we've seen a big uptick in insurance. 
And the, one of the trends we're seeing now is uh, micro weddings, which yes. is interesting with, yes. with, you know, the limit on gatherings. And mm-hmm. uh, eWed just launched a micro wedding insurance program. Oh, I have to look into and that. You have to look yes. at it. And ba- basically what we've done is we now offer a $5,000 cancellation policy, which will cover a typical home wedding for, you know, less than 50 people. Okay. So if, if you're having, you know, 25 people at your home mm-hmm. and your budget is $5,000 and that's, mm-hmm. you know, for catering the florist, maybe a DJ or some, mm-hmm. something, you can now buy a policy that is custom tailored to these smaller weddings. Well, that's very good because yes i see that being the trend or um maybe not the trend but what we will be doing for the next at least six months or so you know you'll be seeing more of the micro weddings um until things change for us you know there's a a vaccine (laughs) or something of um that will make people feel more comfortable coming together in larger groupings larger i I can I, I completely agree. And you know what? What I'm seeing more than anything is people postponing their wedding. People, yes. like I said, people aren't canceling. But you also see a big uh, increase. It used to be everyone had to get married on a Saturday night. Yes. Last time I checked, there's only 52 Saturday nights a year. Only. But there's 365 <laughs> days in total. Exactly. So we're seeing Wednesday weddings. We're seeing Friday wen- weddings. We're seeing you know Sunday lunch and brunch weddings mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these people from February, March, April, May, and, and now June that have had to postpone, they're cramming their weddings into the weeks that are remaining in the rest of this year, or they're going out to next year. Okay. Yes. Um, do you have any suggestions or ad- words of advice for couples that are planning their weddings and with regard to insurance or anything because of your experience in, in, in weddings and in law, you know, is there any advice that you would give to our listeners? I guess my first piece of advice is not as a business person, not as an insurance person, not as a lawyer, but as a human being, don't put your plans on hold. Be smart about how you do it. You just got engaged. This should be a really enjoyable time yes, of your life yes. for you and your fiance. Plan and, and enjoy the planning. Mm-hmm. The difference is you just have some new considerations to think about that you didn't think about before. You should have been thinking about them before, but you, but you weren't. So, you know, buy insurance to protect yourself against the unknown. Talk to your venue. Talk to your venues and ask the what if questions that were not asked before. Mm-hmm. Everyone just assumed things would go along like normal without any hiccups. People now understand that, you know, there are such, there's such a thing as the bump in the road. Yes. There are hurdles that you have to jump over yes. in planning a wedding and having your wedding. Any advice to me or other planners like myself with regard to working with our clients for their future weddings? That's interesting because what I'm seeing from a lot of planners and I'm seeing it, you know, some from caterers and florists, and this is going to be a little self-serving, but it is recommend, highly recommend that your clients buy insurance Mm -hmm. because part of it also comes down to if something goes wrong and it's no fault of yours and the client has some type of misfortune happen to them and you're perfectly entitled to keep the rest of your deposit, whether the other vendor is, you right. don't want to look like the bad guy. 
right. saying, sorry, bride, I'm really sorry about your mother getting in a car accident yesterday, but guess what? I'm keeping your money. Right. Insurance allows you to say, I'm going to keep the money under the contract because I'm entitled to it. Right. And it allows the bride to get reimbursed. And then there's no hard feelings. And then no one's going on Google or Yelp and issuing a scathing review right. about a cold-hearted wedding planner. Oh, that's awesome advice. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. You know, I, for me as a planner, I've, I've recommended, I usually recommend to all of my clients that they get insurance. But like I said before, most people only consider the liability insurance and I've never really pushed them on the cancellation, but I do, I've done, um, birthday parties that are, that the budget was more than weddings that I've done, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my question about whether or not they should get it for both. Cause I really do see people spend so much more, like you said, about mitzvah, can't say, you know, these birthday parties that have grown and baby showers that have grown to be very lavish events that there's a lot of money that if they had to spend it again, they did not have. So right. it really, this whole situation has caused, allowed me to think more about, in encouraging my clients to purchase the cancellation because we just don't know what the future holds, you know, no, you, you, you don't know. And, uh, I had a suggestion offered by a venue or a venue was doing this. I'm not going to take credit for this idea, mm -hmm. but I thought it was a brilliant idea. So they require liability insurance and they really want to encourage their couples to get cancellation insurance. And what they did is, they went to the couple and they said, if you buy cancellation insurance, we will credit you back a portion of the purchase. Interesting. So it, it's up to the couple. And I, and yes. I thought that was really smart. Yes. They, you I know agree. what? We'll uh, cost of a $10,000 policy, I think is a hundred and a quarter or something. They'll say, mm -hmm. we'll credit you back a hundred and a quarter if you buy a $10,000 policy and the couple can buy more, of course. Right. Right. But I thought that was a excellent way to motivate the couple to buy it. Yeah. And if something went wrong and the couple did not buy it, mm -hmm. the venue in that situation or the planner has, I guess you could sort clean hands because they say, look, I did everything I could to get you to buy it. It was your choice not to not buy to. it. Yes. I'm really sorry you've lost deposits, but mm -hmm. if you'd listened to me, you would have been protected. Right, right. That is really a good idea. And I know I will definitely be encouraging my clients moving forward to purchase both. Right. And, you know, from your fees to credit them a hundred or $125 or even $150, it's, it's not going to change your margins to any great degree. And right. it provides a huge amount of peace of mind for everyone. For both, both parties involved. Yes, definitely. Well, David, thank you so very much for, you shared so much information. I'm sure there's a lot more questions I can come up with, um, but I really appreciate you taking the time to um, go through this with us and give us the benefit of your, your experience and your knowledge. So thank you. And um, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. My pleasure. Happy to join you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Wedding and Beyond podcast. For more advice on planning your wedding and preparing for a successful marriage, make sure to comment and subscribe wherever you're listening. Follow us on Instagram at The Wedding and Beyond Podcast and visit our website at royalocasionsinc.com. Until next time.